0: Welcome to the Mind Her Business podcast, the go-to podcast for female entrepreneurs looking to scale their business while taking care of your mindset, your health, and your family. Honestly, just trying to keep your head above water. So go ahead and pour yourself a cup of coffee or make your
1: favorite cocktail. We don't judge. It's time to become the holistic CEO you're meant to be. I love how in this video, my blanket is, (laughs) Being highlighted, <laughs> you're just a cozy lady. I'm cozy. Well, Emily's house is like a frigid, um, sixty-eight
0: degrees. I once read an article that said, in order to stay at your peak healthiness, especially when you're sleeping, you must always be cold. But we're not sleeping where you don't know what I do during the
1: day. (laughs) Here's the thing, you guys, we are in Southern Florida, like South Florida. We are, it's like 95 degrees. Most days we are in the middle of summer. And I mean, Emily's house is like, I've got a blanket on my lap and I'm wearing long sleeves. Like I
0: don't know how to regulate.
1: Well, I mean, (laughs) here's the thing. I just need to prepare better. I did not prepare. I would think that you would know by now. I do. I don't know why I wore shorts today. No, I was like, shorts seem fitting because it's June. Because it's June. Yeah. mm -hmm, And I don't really want to wear jeans. So let's wear some shorts. (laughs) But (laughs) here I am with the blanket on my lap. So if you're seeing this video, you're welcome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you're seeing this video, grab yourself a blanket and get cozy, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, because we're talking about a very light topic, right?
0: The agency is... (laughs) Dead. <laughs> oh my god dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. okay no but really we do <laughs> want to talk about like the agency model yeah is it a thing of the past the traditional the traditional agency, agency model is so. it think like mad men <laughs> I like this analogy. She gave me this analogy earlier. While we were discussing this and I was like, I actually kind of like that. She was like, okay, but what do you view as the traditional mm-hmm. agency? And I was like, views of it Yeah, fully. Because yeah. technically we're an agency, but we're nothing like the traditional one, right? Yeah. So my view of the traditional agency is that it is like Mad Men era, right? Mm-hmm like we're doing like high quality, you know, commercials, all this kind of stuff. And in order to work with the big dogs, you got to spend more money. Yeah. That's what I feel like it is. Which now is just so different. Um because everyone has has an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, right? And
1: everybody's remote too. I yeah. mean, when I think of the traditional agency model, too, I I think of a lot of like, you know, agencies out in New York and maybe yep. California where they're all in these big buildings. They're going into work every day, right? They're not kind of these remote positions either. That's more in that alignment with that like traditional agency model.
0: Yeah. I also feel like, okay, so I've been seeing a lot on the internet where they're like, agencies are dead, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I think like the old school agency is dead. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't believe that there's, I mean, they're okay. I don't want to say I don't believe. I just think nowadays businesses are really smart with where they're spending their marketing dollars. Right. And so it's like, okay, I could give this agency like 50 K a month. And you know, part of it's my retainer. Part of it's probably just your retainer, right? Right. Because they're just so massive. And then I know I'm going to be like one of like a thousand clients that they're working with, but like, it is what it is, right? Yep. Or I could re. Rein- I can invest that in like a smaller team. Like I think that the traditional agency is disappearing, and I think that the like boutique agency mm-hmm. is what's really coming out. Um, I actually just reminds me there was like a Forbes article that got published goodness probably like five or six months ago and it was talking just about this because all of these people who have been at agencies who are like on the exec level they are actually leaving and they're going and becoming freelancers because they're tired of how these agencies are being run and they can make more money so like i also think that's why the traditional agency is dying
1: yeah it's wild i saw a tiktok uh it was actually in the comments. He had said something like, "A lot of these agency models, the employees are just kind of overworked because yeah. it's like a ten to one ratio, right? Yeah. Ten employee or ten um, clients to one employee." And of course, you know, I always go to comments. It's like go to comments first. And somebody was like, "I actually left an agency that kind of like you're describing, but we were twenty five to one. That is insane." When I think about how little time that allows you to do anything else. Like if you guys even think about that, like 25 to 1, what even is that? Like an hour and a half at most for a client if you're literally not taking a break a week. So think about what they're actually able to accomplish for you in an hour and a half and how much you're actually paying them. So uh, to that point, they were like, you know, you kind of need to interview your agency too to see like, what kind of turnover has happened in the yeah. business? Are there people that are new and always leaving? And what is kind of their yeah. ratio for all of that? Because when you think about it, even if they're driving massive results for some of these bigger brands, there is a good chance that they're working a lot more yeah. on these bigger brands because they're getting paid
0: 100%. a lot more
1: from these bigger brands. 100%. And you're just a drop
0: in a bucket to yeah. somebody
1: who has 25, 24 other clients.
0: I also know for a fact, so funny story um my parents like their old street that they lived on one of their neighbors was the like he's like the ceo of um lumber liquidators Mm -hmm. and so when he found out that we did pinterest he was like talking he was just asking me questions and stuff because they started running ads on pinterest this was probably like 2021 they started running ads on pinterest and because of how big of a business they are like the top people in Pinterest are running all of their mm-hmm. ads. And so like he was asking us some questions and... Were you like, yes, <laughs> we can run your ads. I can do this for you. <laughs> but I mean, they're spending like millions of dollars a month on yeah. ads just on Pinterest. And he's like, yeah, it's one of our smaller channels. And so I'm like, you have to Did understand... your mouth like, hit the floor? Kind of. Yeah, right? um, but I was like, you kind of have to understand like these are the types, like that's the level, right? Yep. So like if you're a business and you're doing like a couple hundred K a month, that's amazing. But like you're... Basically, competing against these like massive brands. Yep. I also think, too, it brings up a good point that, like, if there is a level of a brand that then is just gonna have people internal, too, right? Thousand percent. I so, think.
1: I think that's where a lot of people went. I I feel like it kind of. I don't know. I see mixed reviews yeah. on this. Like some people now are saying, or maybe a year ago were saying, you know, they were bringing people internal. We've heard that. Yeah, we've heard like. Uh, you know, you always have client turnover. It's just to be expected in For this sure. business. But we had one of our clients tell us we're literally bringing somebody in-house to manage all of our marketing. Yeah. And we're like, we get that. We really do. We understand sometimes you get to a point where you're spending so much on these yep. agencies to bring it in, in-house. in But now I feel like in 2023 and with everything going on in the economy, people are actually looking to outsource yes. Yes. to freelancers, to boutique agencies who yes. can be really expert in their craft and not yep. have to have somebody internal on their team for a lot of
0: reasons. Well, I also think too, I mean, this just kind of, not to go on a tangent, but like, it kind of is like the evolution of the social media manager, Mm -hmm. right? Like when it started, there wasn't video on Instagram. You were basically focusing on Facebook and nobody really, I mean, maybe you were focusing on Twitter, but like, that was like, if you were Wendy's, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. how Wendy's like made their comeback. (laughs) And that was really it. So I feel like one person could handle that. And then social media expanded and it's grown. And like somebody... (laughs) I saw a job posting the other day and they were like, we're looking for a social media manager who will strategize, create, I think it was like 10 videos a week, uh, publish all the videos on said channels. We want to be on Instagram, uh, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn.
1: What was the posting
0: price? we will pay you $30,000 right. a year. Yeah, like yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So like, you're looking for a video editor. They also wanted SEO. You're looking for like a strategist, a creative, like you were look- looking for a unicorn. <laughs> it
1: does not exist. What? Anybody <laughs> that can do all that and do it effectively though.
0: Anyone who can do all of that is like charging $30,000 a month. Yeah. They're not charging $30,000 a year. And so I do feel like we've seen this like evolution and it's just going to keep, I mean, this type of role is so new. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell everyone, Um, I think this was really interesting. We started talking about like agencies and all of this. Y'all, before Brie decided to become a doctor, you yeah. shadowed um,
1: a marketing agency. I actually think this is hilarious. Marketing and advertising, actually, they, uh, you know, back in high school. So, oh my gosh, I'm going to date myself. This was a long time ago, like 15 years plus. Um, Anyway, they had, you know, She's shadowing very days. Did She's very young. Do they still have shadowing days no, now?
0: I know. <laughs> Oh my did gosh! Day. So
1: you didn't? No. You're not even that much younger than no. me. Maybe it was because I lived in like small town, uh, small Maybe. town Ohio, you know. But um, they had shadowing days in high school where you would literally pick uh, a couple different jobs that you wanted to shadow. One for me was optometry, actually, and then another was marketing. And I was really interested in marketing and advertising. I just thought like it was such a cool, yeah. cool thing. Um, but you know, unfortunately, probably the person that I shadowed, the place that I shadowed. Did kind of like the boring advertising. Yeah. Right. Where it was not very exciting. It was more on the graphics, which I was like, I'm not really, I like it, but I'm not really gonna go to school for that. Um, and then they were doing a lot of like, you know, radio commercial advertising and having people call in and do the voiceovers. I mean, it was cool, it was interesting, but my main factor for that was I I told Emily this earlier. I was looking at it going, okay, I liked optometry, I like like I like the idea of advertising, but I really thought there would be more money. Yeah. And I would enjoy my life better in optometry and how things have changed. I mean, I love optometry. I loved optometry, but it's so funny how now I've come back to what I think maybe my first passion was. It's in so marketing. interesting.
0: Yeah. And I had never like I never knew that. That's yeah. so funny.
1: Yeah. Wild.
0: Yeah. I was always really interested in marketing as well, but it was very much on the side of um like the psychology, like the human psychology behind it. And so we kind of talked about this in one of our previous episodes, but you you said you were like, yeah, Emily's really good at predicting like how like that something may happen Mm -hmm. like six months in advance. And it's because like, I just feel like the more you dive into like the, the psychology of what we're doing in marketing, the more you see these trends and you're like, It's so, like, it's just so apparent, right? Like, we kind of know what's going to, like, we you just know. You kind of can predict that. And so, I mean, I feel like, man, what was this? Like, two, three years ago, I was like... I feel like businesses are going to really want like specialists. Like mm-hmm. that's going to be the thing. It's yeah. like you have to become a specialist in something. And now you're seeing that, right? Like everyone... You literally said that. Yeah. I mean, it's not just... It's what we did, but it's not just what
1: we did. It's You said that. You're like, I just feel like there are so many... I don't know if you even use the term generalist, but you were like, there are so many social media managers out there, media media agencies that do all these things. But what we found out is like they would do something really well and then they would just kind of piece together the rest of it. And they never had anybody on their team who was like specialized. And so once we kind of dove into all of social media, peeled it all back and tested it all, we were like, okay, well, we really love Pinterest. So like, Let's double down on this and see, see, right? We literally did this as a test. Yeah. See if we can grow a Pinterest marketing only agency. And then we did and and
0: it's been awesome. And now I feel like what I'm seeing is like, okay, if I was to start an agency or like a service-based business today, what I would do is I would still specialize. I'd mm-hmm. be like, okay, I'm picking one platform. I'm going to become the go-to expert with like a specific demographic. And then from there, I'm going to hear exactly what that person needs. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to be like a service I add on once my business is already like scaling and operating without me. Yep. I think people do this wrong, right? Like they go into it saying, okay, I know that businesses need all social media or I know they need all content creation. So then they try to be everything when Mm -hmm. they're a team of one. And like, that's when you're on this hamster wheel. Right. And also, yeah, maybe the business needs that, but like until you're actually working with them and hearing from their mouths what the issue is, like right now, the biggest issue, And here's what I think is interesting i going on a tangent. I'm sorry. But Go I girl. think it's really interesting that like UGC is taking off right mm-hmm. now. But still one of the biggest things I hear from our clients is I need more content. Yep. So to me, yes, like UGC. So UGC is not new. It might be new for some people, but UGC is literally what we did in the blogging yep. space, like through and through. I think what's going to like become the next thing is like agencies and teams who can create Content for a brand like they are the face of the brand. Yep. Like, we're starting to see it. We are. I think creating one or like 10 videos for a brand is like, yeah, your help. It's like a small little band aid, mm-hmm. right? They need more content, especially with how social media is going. I and mean, mm-hmm. we're just saying this, it's so fast. Yep. And so, I think that UGC is going to become the new social media manager where like you try and take on too much and you get really burned mm-hmm. out because businesses are needing more and more. Yeah. So maybe we will see like more like boutique teams coming together mm-hmm. because one person can only do so much.
1: Yeah. And I want to kind of reiterate, you said, you know, the agency model said, but again, we mean traditional. I do yeah. think there's space for kind of this new wave yeah. of like what a new model yeah. agency can kind of look like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And one of those, you know, we were talking about this earlier was we're seeing some agencies take on a lower retainer amount. Yeah. But then be more strategic and yes. creative with how they're making like a almost like a commission on how well things are performing.
0: And I think that that's super smart. So this actually stemmed from a really interesting YouTube video that I somehow stumbled upon. Um, This guy owns this ad agency. And before he started his ad agency, he... Like He still has like the e-commerce business mm-hmm. today, but he basically said that he knew he wanted to work with e-commerce brands. So he started a business so he could know all of their problems inside out. And I was like, that is so smart and like people don't do that right and so he has he still has this e-commerce brand but basically what he does is like they have a very intense vetting process with their clients and so like just to make it fast for y'all they're essentially like $2,500 a month and they handle everything on the ad side from like Facebook Instagram like they do all the creatives everything and then they only take a percent off of what they're driving for your company, nothing you've already created. So this business, because he actually mm-hmm. like showed, like you actually got to listen to some of the sales calls. So this business was already doing about 100K a month in ads. Oh, sorry, 100K. They were able to drive 100K revenue. In results. Yeah, yeah, in revenue. And they were spending, I think about like, I think they said like they were spending 40K a month in ads. And so what he said is he said, I will not touch... Like basically their team would not touch anything until it got to 250k because he was like and then we're not touching the full 250k we're touching basically like 100k what we've done yeah he's like we're touching what mm-hmm. we've done and we're taking your ad spend into consideration mm-hmm. as well and so I was like what he's essentially doing is making himself like so valuable to yep. this business he's like we're not touching what you've already done we also know that you're spending money to make this money mm-hmm. so we're not gonna like we're gonna take that number out of the mix too and so what I think the old traditional one would have been like well we're taking a percent off of like the 250k and he's like I'm literally touching 100 out of the 250k and the reason he said he does this for two reasons he goes one our team will have them there in like 45 days Mm -hmm. and I was like that's amazing and he goes and two I know that like to that to that business they're like, this is a no-brainer. Yeah. That's the type of agency that's going to be taking yes. off. Yeah. That's
1: through the type through. of model that we feel like, you know, moving forward makes yeah. a little bit more sense because here's the thing. It's tough to guarantee anybody results, 100%. right? I saw a post the other day where she was like, I, you know, I had to say no to a um, a client because they had said, you know, I worked for some, with somebody for 45 days and they weren't able to give me X followers. And she's like, you know, we can't, we can't say with absolute yeah. certainty, like we're going to generate you results. But I think there are some ways to work around it, where somebody doesn't have to feel like they're investing to yeah. for five thousand dollars a month into a business for them to just kind of, unfortunately, test for a long time, yeah. right, without seeing anything. So yeah. I also think it motivates the agency yeah. to put out
0: really solid content. It's a win-win on both sides, yes. right? And so I think that that's where I also feel like the traditional agency is dead, where it was like the business is investing, quote-unquote investing everything, hoping to get said results, mm-hmm. where like if you can find something that makes sense for you, for yeah. what you offer, and it becomes that like collaboration, that win-win, that's just, I mean, you're gonna have happy clients. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think feel like that's the best way to do it, right? Yeah. That, that keeps you... Keeps you getting, gaining more clients that keeps trust with you and your client that you already have. And I feel like that's so much easier to scale. hundred percent. As well. Yeah. Something where it's kind of driven off of, okay, the, yeah. the more we make, the more you're going to make. And I kind of love that because yeah. that's also something with just, I'll speak to our agency. Yeah. I feel like with our agency, one of the things we try to do is um, not burn our girls out right not burn our employees out um, and make them make it so that they have you know 15 clients to one or 25 clients to one it's very much like collaborative but also as our business grows we Reward them as that's well. Sure. If they're on the end of like helping us grow this yeah. business, why would we not spread and share that? And I think that's going to be the new agency yeah, model too. Because it's going to prevent the turnover. It's going to prevent the burnout people. It's going to help you grow a successful agency without everybody on your team learning from you and then going, I'm going to go start my own because the only yeah. person who makes money is the owner.
0: Well, it also comes back to like, I mean, it doesn't actually come back to the conversation we had about passions, but like it is a leadership conversation yeah. is like, what kind of business are you building? And also, so like you have to continue to get your people to buy in. I did a TikTok that um pissed a couple of people off. That's fine. I love um, that you were controversial. <laughs> I
1: love it. She's I love slowly. your controversial stuff. Here's the thing. You're not going to appeal to everybody. So like, true, well very true.
0: Off. But I did this TikTok and I said, you know, we, we, in a ra- like i basically said we realized the way we were going to scale and grow our agency was by only having full-time employees and no contractors and this woman in my comments was like well this is bs like if an employer was actually good like i've been a contractor and i've been a full-time employee like i'm bought in regardless it, it just like really depends like you know the employer treats their contractors different than their full-time employees and i'm like i think you're missing the point Mm -hmm. here the point isn't that like i think contractors are like bad yeah like come on it's literally the fact that like if you're a contractor working for us and you have ton of other accounts, Mm -hmm. which you should because you are not a full-time person, how am I ever going to step away from a business? Mm -hmm. And so that comes back to, I know that we wanted to create a business that operated like a machine so we could step away from it, go on vacation. That was never the case when we had contractors. Mm -hmm. And so- I think also thinking about like as you are building a business like that, it's so easy and like there is a there's a phase, right? Like mm-hmm. you should have contractors at the beginning because mm-hmm. like maybe you literally can't afford to have full time people and that's 100%. totally fine. But I do think that there comes a point where it's like you you could make your business work smarter for you. Absolutely that was kind of a tangent. No, that
1: wasn't a tangent. That was totally on with what we're talking about. I feel like it, again, it's all the new wave of what we think is kind of coming. And I'm not saying like, oh my gosh, tomorrow, everything you're doing, if you're, you're charging your client a retainer price or you're doing this or that, that that's the old way. And it's, it's dead. I think it's like five years. Yeah. I I don't think it's like, I I feel like we're in the process of changing that. I feel like there are people that are starting to adopt it. There are people that are looking at new ways to kind of we're always going to have to pivot, right? We're always going to have to pivot, whether that's platform or the way that we're operating our business. So I think just always being aware that there might be a new way to do it and open to that idea.
0: And like, listen to your current clients. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know something for us has always been like, clients want to know without like a shadow of a doubt, if I spend a hundred dollars am I seeing $300 Mm -hmm. back, right? And like, unfortunately, an issue inside of paid media right now is that like, it's very difficult to get that like exact number. It doesn't actually matter what platform you're on, right? But I mean, there's, that's where all of these companies are being built from. Like all these analytic or not, uh, all these third party Mm -hmm. tracking is coming from is because those, they listened to that person. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these are being developed by like Facebook ad agencies and stuff. And so I think like when you actually listen to people and hear what they need, then that goes back to, you can start to like add on services that your client is like, yeah, that's a no brainer. I need that.
1: Yeah. I feel like one of our students even told us that she had listened to pain points of her client and was creating a tracking software for Pinterest, remember? So it's such a cool, like little, it all developed um, because of, again, listening to clients' pain points and going, you know what, I have something that I feel like I could create to improve this. Mm -hmm. And so again, not blowing it all up and changing it all at once, but just how can I evolve to make sure I'm keeping up with how it is evolving?
0: I honestly feel like when we were deciding to name this podcast, it should have just been called The Pivot. (laughs) 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 And it should have been a picture of Ross from Friends. We should have reenacted it with a couch.
1: You know oh, we're going up about? the steps. And we yes. could have
0: just been yelling, pivot, pivot. <laughs> I feel like that's what we talk about all the time.
1: Maybe that'll be like a meme we use on social Maybe. media to
0: describe yeah,
1: what this episode's about.
0: There's a new episode out. Pivot. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. If you're feeling like you need to Pivot.
0: I don't actually want to lift a couch up, but, like, we could maybe. That would be really funny. We could Photoshop We kind something. of already
1: did that, remember, when we carried these chairs upstairs? Oh, yeah. yeah really? I wanted to cry. Yeah, it was, like, uh... <sighs> yeah, it was quite the process. They're not that heavy, but we did have They're to just, pivot. Like, awkward. <laughs>
0: So oh, funny! Boy. Oh, my gosh.
1: So hopefully we didn't throw anybody for a loop or on a tangent, but instead maybe opened your eyes up yeah. and up to possibilities. Not only possibilities that you could continue to like build out your business, right? S- um, systemize it to then scale it with what service you already offer, but then go, okay, what do my clients need? And is there a way to add that in that yeah. could be strategic and could kind of change the model of my my agency?
0: And like I said, do it the smart mm-hmm. way. Like like Brie literally just said that, like start with one thing, yep. start small and scale from there. Like trust yep. us, we did it the complete opposite and yep. it's draining and it's confusing and you don't have time for that.
1: No, you don't. no.
0: Yeah, you yeah, really don't. Um, but yes, I hope that as you're starting to think about entering the service space, like you're just you just have your eyes open. Mm-hmm. I think that's been the biggest thing. And as you are hearing stuff on TikTok, because TikTok, because I feel like everyone's like the agency is dead. Mm-hmm. Like, just know that they're talking about the big, the big boys,
1: the traditional style yeah. model and not necessarily what you're offering. Yeah. When you're setting yourself
0: apart. Like, right. we're not a traditional agency. No. In the slide, There's nothing traditional about us, Emily. On that note. Um... <laughs> no, it's very true. It's very, right. very true. But no, this was a fun one today. It you was. know, just debunking. Mm-hmm. We'll have to have more of these. Yeah.
1: Honestly, all we should do is just scroll through TikTok, find a new topic and be like, we're going to talk about that and why it's e- we either agree or disagree. We should rename our podcast something about that. Let's see. TikTok or mm. TikNot. Not. <laughs> oh, gosh. On that note, actually, you guys, we are going to leave you because here's the thing. Sometimes we have really good ones and other times. <laughs> we have those. <laughs> oh my gosh. As always, if you guys enjoy this episode, could you
0: please leave us a review?
1: Yes. Oh, um, you know, Go ahead and rate and review uh, and share this
0: episode with somebody who needs to hear it. And if you are looking to enter the freelance service provider space, we have our free masterclass and ebook for you listed below. Um, and so they will walk you through what it looks like to become a creative virtual assistant or a Pinterest manager. Talk soon, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you could go ahead and leave us a review and let us know what your biggest takeaway was, we'd really appreciate it. And we'd love to connect with you over on Instagram. I'm at emilyvdw. And I'm at briegalloway underscore. See you next week. Bye.